Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Joined again by Jill Waters, our marketing manager here at the SG Taurus Company. Jill, welcome back. Happy to have you here again. Matt, thank you. Happy to be here again. And we have another frequent guest that we have on our podcast back with us. It's Elena Burdick, the president of EBNL Marketing. Elena, thank you for joining us again. I can't believe you asked me back again. <laughs> and we'll continue to do so. <laughs> yeah. As long Thanks as we say yes. Elena, for those who might be new subscribers or those who just haven't had the chance to listen to our podcast with you, can you just give a quick description of what EBNL Marketing can do for a dealer? EBNL Marketing is a full-service HVAC marketing firm. We are 100% focused on HVAC. We do everything from traditional forms of marketing, you know, direct mail and door hangers and lawn signs to uh, websites and every facet of digital marketing as well. Great. And so today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite topics. I know it's one of Elena's favorites, mine and Jill's as well, and that is tracking your marketing campaigns. One of the most important things in all of marketing. And Elena, can you talk about how vital it is to make sure that when somebody does something, you know, we've talked about setting goals, we've talked about using your call-up money, but how important is it to make sure that you're tracking these activities? Well, I'm just going to stop you and say that it's not my favorite topic to talk about because I find I end up arguing about this topic so much <laughs> trying to get dealers to track their leads. Really, when I started my marketing career 30 years ago, we didn't track anything. We did what you call spray and pray. Like, you know, postage was inexpensive and we would just flood the market. Printing was inexpensive and so we would just, you know, send out 40,000 postcards and wait and see what the result was. And we used, you know, our best instincts and the results that we would get, but it certainly, we didn't have all of the, the tracking tools that we have now. We can do a much better job of making good marketing decisions using tracking tools. And and that's the whole point, is to, to use data to make good decisions and to spend our money wisely. So you mentioned tools. What kind of tools are available? I know one is called tracking, but there are more tools out there than that. What's your recommendation on tools to be successful? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of call tracking. Um, we really push that for all of the marketing initiatives that we do. And certainly there's Google Analytics. Everybody should have Google Analytics on their website. It's free. <laughs> It doesn't lie. And anybody that got a C in programming can put Google Analytics on your website for you. It's just pieces of code that, that track the traffic that comes to your site. So that's super important. And then basically anything that you do on the web, any sort of online digital marketing will just automatically be tracked for you. And things like uh, if you do emails out to to your customer base, which you can do, which is a lot less expensive than things like direct mail, you're going to get reporting on that if you use a service. So there's there's lots of ways to track, and there's really no excuse not to now. And there's no excuse not to check it. It's funny, some people will set up Google Analytics and then never look at it and never know what's working, what's not. and It's there. Please, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're checking it if not daily, at least once or twice a week, so you know what's working what's not. Well, hopefully if you're working with a marketing firm, they're looking at that for you as well, and I think it would be important. If you're busy and marketing's not your thing and you're working with a, a marketing group, you know, ask them to provide you with 
or, or what kind of reports you can expect to receive from them. Something like call tracking is, is so great and sometimes I get some pushback from dealers who say, oh, well, my, you know, people that answer the phone, they ask, how did you hear of us? Where did you get our name? Mm -hmm. You might be surprised to hear that there have actually been studies done on this that show that people lie. <laughs> they, they're really annoyed that you ask them this question because they just called to ask you a question and they'll just pick the first option that's presented to them, which is which is kind of weird, but that's that's how it happens. So when you put a call tracking number on a postcard or any other initiative that you do, that's the only place that that phone number appears. So there's really no arguing about where that lead came from. And this is really all about tracking leads. Another thing that I love about call tracking is typically most services will send you a report on Monday morning showing you the calls that came in for each of your marketing initiatives. So you might have three or four call tracking phone numbers. Uh, one might be for new customers who don't necessarily know you. And then another might be your existing customers. And those are two different phone numbers. And then you might have a different one on your website or a different one on, on some other promotion that you're doing. Monday morning, you're gonna go to your computer and there's gonna be an email there and it's going to list all of the calls that came in for all of those different phone numbers for the week. And you can actually click on those calls and listen to them, which I think is fantastic mm -hmm. because not only are you getting the data to know, wow, that, that promotion we did did fantastic. We got so many calls from that, but the one we did last month, not so much. So, okay, now I, list, now I just learned something. But what I like is that you can listen to those phone calls. You can hear how your front end staff is answering questions. I mean, what could be worse than doing a promotion and when somebody calls in about that promotion, the people that are answering the phones know nothing about it. If you listen to those calls, you as the owner of the company can go to that front end staff and say, hey, I heard you answer the call this way, I prefer that you say this. And you can guide them on, on how you want them to answer questions when people call in about different marketing initiatives that you're doing and promotions that you're running. So call tracking is a, is a big one, definitely yeah. a big one. And so often I, you know, we do a beautiful marketing campaign for someone and then they give me, you know, they'll spend $20,000 on something, but then they'll push back on, they don't want to pay for the call tracking phone number, which is literally like <laughs> 50 bucks a year. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's, it's so important to get that data. Call tracking is, is one of my favorite, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's, you know, aside from tracking how the campaign is doing, it's a great tool to identify if there's areas of opportunity for training the staff that answers the phone because they should be aware of all your promotions and, and what's available. So when a customer calls, they're educated on it and they can speak to it and qualify that lead and hopefully schedule that call for an estimate or a service call. So that is one of the things I always recommend among many other things. So there's tracking software and then the old fashioned manual tracking as you know whoever's answering your phone how did you hear about us is there any point that you recommend switching from the old-fashioned manual tracking to implementing a tracking software is there any recommendation there a lot of services out there that you're going to sign up for have automatic tracking in them sometimes I work with a dealer and they'll tell me oh I've already I've already got some call tracking numbers going well that's great you definitely want to keep those in place and and any you know, really any data that you can collect is going to help you. Whether it makes sense to you or not, <laughs> it's going to help you. For example, Google Analytics. I mean, there's there's so much information in there you could drown in it. 
And the point is to, to have it and then to work with somebody who can help you analyze it and, and make good decisions. And it can be the most, most simple things. When, when I start to work with a dealer, I ask them, can I take a look at your Google Analytics just to see, see what's going on, see what parts of town you're getting eyeballs. You may say to me, hey, Elena, I want to market in, in this area of town, but when we look at your analytics, you're already getting a lot of eyeballs in another area of town. And would it make sense to market to those people where you've got some interest, no matter how that interest was sparked, there's people in that town looking at you. So it just, you know, I don't have always have the answers. I need to talk to the dealer to say, why are you getting a lot of interest in that area? And is that an area that works for you? And does it make sense to, to market to them first? So there's so many different things in Google Analytics. And, and like sometimes we find that, you know, dealers will come to us, they're already working with an internet company and they'll say, oh, I don't have Google Analytics. I've got the analytics that this company put on my website. And I always ask, you know, go ahead and have them put the, the Google Analytics on there too. It's a free service. It's not hurting anything. It's raw data that hasn't been run through any filters. And, you know, we really want a very clear picture of what's happening. It also keeps everybody honest. And if there is something that that internet company ran through some filters and you're getting a different result on your Google Analytics, you know, you can question it. And there might be a very good reason why. Maybe they filtered out people in your town that they thought might be, you know, employees or fan, friends and family and work. But I think it's very important to have that good, honest, raw data. And there's, as I said, there's no reason not to have it since it's a, it's a free service. The data is king, really. We've talked about that. But how important is it for dealers to not overreact when they see, you know, the first week of November, I had 500 visits to my website. And the second week, I only had 210. I need to spend more money to get more people there. How important is it to make sure you're getting a large sample size off of that data and talking with someone who knows what they're talking about to help you parse that data before you make any rash decisions? That's a really good point, Matt. And I think we always want to avoid making decisions on small subsets of data. That's the only time that I sort of regret data is when people look at you know one week and try to make marketing decisions or try to pivot from decisions that we've made. For example, we might send out a postcard and you know the dealer calls me in week one and says, I only got 40 calls from that. That's not that many, I need more calls. And this is stupid, it doesn't work. And then six months later, he's laughing about it saying, wow, I'm still getting calls from that postcard. You know, When you look at six months of data, it's a lot different than looking at one week of data. And I think you know it's important to say that all of these tracking methods, they're not entirely foolproof. And what I mean by that is maybe you send out a postcard with a call tracking number on it and that customer tosses the postcard aside and then later at work they think, oh, what was that company? Um, and they go online and they find your website and they call you from your website. So even though the postcard is what got them moving in your direction, they called you from the number on your website. So sometimes when we, we do, a, for example, a direct mail campaign, and we look at the numbers and we think, oh, you see that postcard didn't pull as much as we thought it. Then we look at the Google Analytics and we see how many click to calls we got. And we put that information together and say, well, three days after we sent out that postcard, look at the exponentially large number of clicks you got that were an anomaly and how many people called you from the website. So we can kind of 
extrapolate and put those two things together to say, okay, we can count those as part of this promotion. And I think, Jill, you were mentioning, too, uh, a similar situation. Yes, I've had dealers say, I don't, I don't think it's working. We didn't get the number of calls we suspected from a direct mail campaign. And then we look at their purchases and they're significantly up during the time frame that their campaign was going on. And they just, they didn't think they could attribute it to the campaign. But we, you and I both know, based on how consumers shop, I know every, you know, if I get something in the mail or see something somewhere, I'm Googling it before I make a phone call. So <laughs> chances are I'm coming at you from whatever number is on your on your website more so than a direct mail campaign or some, you know, some other avenue that I saw your name came across. So some end users may come in through through another means, but it means the campaign's working. It does. And, and that's, that's a good point because, you know, you want to remember that marketing isn't just one thing and there isn't one magic bullet right there's it's your marketing is a network of initiatives all working together and supporting each other so even though you think maybe that postcard didn't work that well it still counts it still counts as an impression made on a consumer and marketing's all about you know reach and frequency so the more frequent we are making an impression on, on people's brains as they see our logo uh, going by on a truck or on a lawn sign or on a postcard or they see it, a retargeting ad pop up online, all of those work together to get that final phone call. That's really what we're, what we're talking about here is, is getting leads. So, um, you know, people, sometimes people will say to me, well, how many clicks should I have to my website? Now that they're looking at it, well, how many should I have? And my answer is always, well, more than last year, more than last week, more than last month. There is no right answer because certainly someone in a small rural town is just simply not going to get as many clicks and visits as someone in, you know, downtown Boston. It's just, it's not going to happen. So there isn't any one right answer. What you want to do with tracking is establish a baseline and then continue to improve on that baseline. And really, Matt, you were talking about not making decisions on, on small bits of data. Really, you want to give it that full year. You want to get your plan. You want to get your tracking in place. You want to start your marketing initiatives. And then at the end of the year, you're going to pull that plan out. You're going to pull all your reporting out from your call tracking and your Google Analytics. And you send out any emails and any online marketing that you did, you're just automatically going to be able to track either through Google Analytics or through reporting that's provided to you from whoever you purchased that that online marketing from, and you're going to, you know, have a baseline for yourself. And then you're going to be able to set goals for next year. Of, okay, how are we going to improve this? And if you need help setting those goals, you can go back to our old goal setting podcast that we did with Elena, or you can look into the co-op spending and how to use it wisely and correctly. A lot of help back in our podcast archive. And Elena, you know, you mentioned that everything is kind of working towards getting a lead. Do you have a performance indicator that you like to use when you're looking at these leads and how effective your marketing tools have been? And is there anything that you might have that could help folks out to kind of guide them in the right direction to really look at how this indicator is working for them? Well, you know, as I just said, I, I want to be careful with giving any hard and fast rules about, you know, how many clicks you should have, how many phone calls you could have. There certainly are industry standards, but I don't like to get too caught up in them. 
For example, if you send out direct mail to people that have never heard of you before, you can expect a, a less than 1% return. If you send out direct mail to existing customers, you can expect probably a, a 2 to 4% return. So those are just some small benchmarks. But as I said, I think what's most important is to create your own baseline and then continue to work to improve it. When you do that, uh, at the end of the year, you know, you were talking about leads. You want to use that data to help calculate what your cost per lead was, which can be important because you want to, to see how much each lead cost you. You know, sometimes leads will cost you $2. Sometimes they will cost you $300. Sometimes the $2 leads aren't worth the $2 that you spent on them. Sometimes the $300 ones are the much better leads. So while you want to continue to try to bring down your cost per lead, you also need to evaluate just the, the quality of those leads also. And actually, we have a cost per lead calculation. It's, it's broken out pretty simply. It's on our website, on the EBNL Marketing website, on our blog. And you can go onto our blog. It's EBNL marketing.com so it's e-b-a-n-d-l marketing.com click on the blog and there's a on the left hand side of the page there's a listing of articles that have been posted and one of them is called cost per lead if you click there and uh, follow the links you will find a form that will help you calculate what your cost per lead is and that's important to know because it it helps you to know how many leads how many leads you need in order to increase your sales great thank you so much Elena I know this is some great information for our dealers and I know that they enjoy listening to your podcast and we love having you on uh, make sure to go check out her blog at ebnlmarketing.com that's e b a n d l marketing.com you can check out all her information there and make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast as well to get all of our podcasts including marketing ones sales ones a little bit of everything on there Go to iTunes or Spotify and search Taurus Talk. You can also check it out on our website, sgtaurus.com slash podcast, or go on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Talk if you want to get in touch with us or if you have any feedback. And we want to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk.